Today, I'm going to be talking about a topic that I am currently struggling with. I have actually always struggled with it, and I'm hoping I will not always <laughs> struggle with it. I'm hoping I can find something to be able to help jump over the hurdle of vulnerability. It's a big problem for me in my relationships, not just like romantic, but also friendships. It's really hard for me to be vulnerable in my friendships as well. And I'm not talking about vulnerability in terms of just being like, oh, I'm going to confess romantic feelings for you. I'm talking about also like admitting mistakes and showing your body and being vulnerable, you know, physically, asking for fucking help. Asking for help is the hardest thing for me. I do n- I would literally rather eat dirt than ask somebody for help. That's like how much I hate being vulnerable and asking for help. I don't really know where the struggle with it started. I know based on some research that I've done, the biggest thing that they find with people who struggle with being vulnerable is it usually relates back to some sort of trauma. And this doesn't have to be physical abuse or um, you know, sexual abuse. It doesn't have to be anything so severe. The trauma surrounding vulnerability can be something as simple as extreme rejections. So it can be down to bullying. It can be down to losing a friend. It could be a really bad breakup. Somebody cheated on you. Somebody had sex with your best friend or your brother or whatever. You know, that can be something that seems minor to most of us, but that's pretty severe to you. And that can affect your ability to be vulnerable. Vulnerability is a really big deal in relationships because it is a doorway into your personality, your whole your whole self. Being able to be vulnerable is opening that door for somebody to say, hey, I trust you enough to come on in. Because for somebody like me, even though I have a hard time being vulnerable, I can also sense when somebody is lacking vulnerability with me, and then it makes me feel inferior. Maybe that's the right word for it. It just makes me feel like less than like, what am I doing? That's not enough. I immediately place that responsibility of their lack of vulnerability with me on myself, which is a whole other topic (laughs) of accepting person's issues as your own. (laughs) But that's where my mind goes. You know, I can sense the vulnerability and more than likely you can too. You can sense when somebody's not being vulnerable with you and it makes you question yourself, your confidence in in your mind. And you have all these questions as to why, what are you doing? Why won't they open up to you? So some of the biggest reasons why we struggle with our vulnerability is our fear of rejection. It's a fear of being criticized, being judged. And it also can relate back to trauma, like I said. But I feel like probably for most people, your problems with being vulnerable probably boils down to rejection and criticism. I feel like that's pretty common. I have a good mixed bag of all of those things where if I confess my romantic feelings for somebody, I have the biggest fear of rejection or fear of them not reciprocating right? So not necessarily rejecting me, but being like, oh yeah, you know, I like you too, but like not as much. And then it's just kind of like, oh my freaking guts. (laughs) I just poured my soul out to this person and they kind of just squashed it with like a, 
dope. That's cool. <laughs> so that that gentle rejection and then the criticism. I don't want to admit a mistake. And then you tell me that I am dumb. You tell me that that's silly for me making a mistake or making me feel like making me feel bad about myself for those mistakes. Criticism and judgment for showing my body. I'm not going to put on a bikini and walk out at the pool or the beach or wherever and be okay with just like displaying myself. Because in my mind, people are looking at me. They're criticizing me. They're looking at my heavily tattooed body. They're like, is she a felon? (laughs) You know, they're looking at my stretch marks. They're looking at my fupa. I've had two children. They're looking at my saggy boobs. They're looking at, you know, all of these things that are in my mind is what I feel like they are focusing on. When in reality, these people are laying on the beach sleeping. They're reading a book. They're listening to music. They're talking to their partner. They're yelling at their children. They're looking at the scenery. They are not looking at my fat ass on the beach. They do not care. (laughs) But in my mind, they do. And it is that fear of criticism and judgment that keeps me personally from being vulnerable. And it is not something that is real. It is our fears from an imagined reaction in our heads. I am afraid to admit this mistake at work because I will get fired. I am afraid to ask for help because what if they say no? What if they judge me? I am afraid that people will laugh at me because I'm in a bikini on the beach. They're going to say, who the hell does this girl think she is? All of those things are not real. You're going to go to your boss and say, I've made a mistake. And he's going to say, or she, girl boss, is going to say, ah, man, let's figure out how to fix this. Now, granted, if you're making the same mistakes over and over again, they should fire you. But that's besides the point. If you're asking for help, financial help, if you're asking for mental health help, if you're reaching out to somebody saying, hey, I don't think I should live alone anymore, you know, you're feeling like they might judge you 99.999% of the time, nobody is going to judge you for that, for asking for help. And I can say this with confidence because I am one of those people who struggles with being judgmental. And if somebody asks me for help, my brain does not go the judgment route. It goes the pride route of good for them for being vulnerable and so honest with themselves, being so honest with themselves that they can ask for help because they need it. I am judgmental and I'm not looking at people's bodies on the beaches because I'm yelling at my daughter to not put sand in her bathing suit. I'm yelling at her to not get too close to the water because I have this irrational fear of her being pulled out into the sea. Actually, that's probably a pretty rational fear. But I have a million other things on my mind when I am on the beach or if I'm at the pool. I'm not looking at people's bodies, people admitting mistakes to me. I find that reassuring and them placing value in either their job, if it has to do with their job, but also in like our friendship. If you come to me and you say, I am so sorry, I made a mistake. I shouldn't have said that to you. I was totally wrong. Immediately, I am like, I am in love with you. I love you. (laughs) I don't have criticism. I don't have judgment. I will accept your apologies. 
Same thing with confessing feelings. I want to hear your vulnerability more than I want anything else. More than I want anything else. I want your vulnerability. I want you to tell me what you think about me, what you think about yourself, how you feel about me, how you feel about yourself with me. I want you to tell me when you make a mistake. I want you to be butt naked in front of me. Ask me for help. Share with me the things that make you feel less than so you can see my reaction being positive and it helps kind of alleviate the fear of vulnerability. But that's just me personally and my terms of vulnerability because if somebody sits in front of you and you take the risk, you know, the risk is is yourself, it's in your mind, but it is still a risk. We still feel it in our chest. If you take that risk and you say your most vulnerable thing to somebody, and they look at you like you're crazy, or if they reject you, or if they gaslight you, or any of that stuff, red flag, baby. You need to leave immediately. There's no, but I love him and he loves me, and sometimes these are just blips or whatever. No, fuck that dude or girl or whoever. It doesn't even fucking matter. Anybody. It could be your best friend. If your best friend is being all shitty like that, you also need to leave. These are not the kind of people that we surround ourselves with. People who cannot accept your vulnerability and be proud of your vulnerability are not your people. Those are not people who support people. Those are people who support themselves, and that is it. Leave them. Leave them behind. Easier said than done, but still. That brings me to another point, though. I find it really interesting sitting here talking about vulnerability and the ways that I view it. I'm like hearing myself say things like, I feel proud of my friends when they're vulnerable. I feel proud of seeing a girl out in a bikini just enjoying her best life and not worrying about what others think. I feel proud when my husband tells me the deepest, darkest things in his soul. Why do I feel pride when it's somebody else, but I feel it as weakness. I see it as weakness in myself. Somebody else, it's like, go them, like cheering it on. But for some reason, in my mind, intrinsically, it's a weakness. I bet you if a therapist listened to this, they would be like, yo, it's your trauma. <laughs> that would make total sense. Because I have some pretty deep, dark demons down deep in my soul that are the cause of trauma from the time that I was a small child until just recently. Like I have got some, I have got some gnarly little ghosts in my closet. And that probably attributes to a lot of my issues and also anybody else's. You know, you don't have to have the same demons in your closet as I have in mine in order for us to have similar responses and views on things. Trauma is trauma, right? It doesn't matter if you had horrible physical abuse as a child versus horrible mental abuse as a child, right? Abuse is abuse. Trauma is trauma. Your body is going to react in very similar ways. And I've decided for me and myself, and the whole reason for me making this podcast is because I acknowledge my issues. I acknowledge my trauma and I accept it for what it is and I'm leaving it where it is. 
It's going to stay here and I'm going to keep going. I know it's there. And if I need to revisit it, for the love of God, I hope I don't, but it's there. And I'm not like holding it onto me and carrying it around on my back constantly, this weight of my trauma, just like pressing down and telling me, you shouldn't be vulnerable. You shouldn't be vulnerable. Everybody's going to judge you. Everybody's going to hate you. Nobody likes you. Like, I'm taking this little package, big package. It's a big package. And I'm setting it down and I don't want it anymore. So I've kind of what I like to call it. I've heard other people call it this too as my soft girl era. I've always been very hard, erect. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But I've always been very like hard exterior and very guarded. And I've always been very like tough and like, don't look at me. I'm very angry. I will like hurt you. Just like hardened exterior, very gruff. Just not somebody who's approachable, not somebody who I want to be, who most people don't, most people don't want to be me. And everybody was always like, oh, we love how you don't care. We love how strong you are. We love all this stuff. But what they weren't seeing is it wasn't strength that was causing me to be that way. It was pain and it was grief and it was trauma. And it had created this hardened exterior around me that prevented me from being vulnerable. So I'm in my soft girl era. I'm even putting lotion on every day to make my skin soft as my brain is getting soft. And whenever I say soft brain, it makes me sound stupid, but you know what I mean. <laughs> so let's talk about now that I have acknowledged my issues with vulnerability and you're acknowledging your issues with vulnerability, now what? It's like, cool, yeah, I suck at being vulnerable, but like, what do you want me to do about it? I will still feel this way. I do too. <laughs> I wish I could tell you that there was some like magic, you know, solution like, girl, drink your water. Of course, you're going to have smooth skin. You can't drink your water and like all of a sudden you're going to be vulnerable, right? There's not like this magic trick to access your vulnerable soft side. So for me, while doing it, while being vulnerable, everything inside of me is screaming for me to shut up. Everything inside of me is saying, stop talking. You don't need to say this to somebody. They don't care about what you have to say. You know, those nasty, dirty voices, that negativity in my brain is just screaming at me because I still hold myself responsible for somebody's reaction to my vulnerability, which isn't fair. It's not fair to myself, and it's not really fair to the person that I'm being vulnerable with. You know, I have this expectation in my mind of how I feel they should react to my vulnerability. And when I do not receive that expectation, they do not meet my expectations, I feel rejection. Whenever really they're just sitting there probably processing it, or maybe they're trying to find the right words to say, and fire alarms are going off in my brain, like they're rejecting you, they're judging you, they're criticizing you. It's my own assumptions about their interpretation. And so I feel the rejection and I feel the criticism, even though it's not happening. It's again, it's just something that my brain has learned to do over time from the hand that we are dealt through life. And so now that we know, it's just a matter of trying to unlearn it and making a conscious decision to chill the fuck out, be vulnerable risk it for the biscuit and tell yourself to shut up. 
Because here's what happens with me. I will give you a play-by-play. I will be vulnerable with my husband. And I will say something gooey, soupy, sappy, nasty, just the gooeyest, lovey-dovey shit. Okay? And I will just throw it up onto my husband. And he looks at me lovingly as I am saying this to him. But in my mind, the face that he is making at me, even though he's just looking at me, guys, it's not like he's even like snarling his nose. He just looks at me. (laughs) Poor guy. He just looks at me as I'm spilling my little heart out to him. And in my mind, as I am saying it, it's saying to me, you are needy. You are overbearing. You are too much. Why are you saying this? You tell him these kinds of things every day. It's too much. You're too much. You know, my brain goes off, you know, it sends these red flags out that there is a problem with me doting and loving on my husband through words of affirmation. And so I immediately, as soon as I'm done saying the sappy thing, I'm like, I'm sorry. And I know I'm super needy or I know that was sappy. I'm sorry. And I shut it down and I make light of it. And I make, I like try to devalue it after I have accessed a vulnerable part of myself and I have put it out there. I try to devalue it by apologizing. And that's not fair to my mental health and my emotional health because I am trying my best. So as of late, that sounded very fancy, but lately I've been trying this new method for myself and this is not going to work for everybody. There is, like I said, there's no like fix all for this, but it's just something that maybe you can take away from it and maybe you can try. Maybe it'll work for you. But I'm trying to acknowledge it and catch myself doing it because it's so easy because it's been happening to us for so long. It just happens. Like literally, like I'm not even trying and I will be negative towards myself in my brain, right? And I don't catch myself doing it. So it just happens. It just goes and it keeps going. So now I'm trying to focus on it and being aware of it. So whenever I'm being vulnerable and I hear all that mess going on in my head, I will consciously not allow myself to apologize. I will consciously tell myself that I will do it again tomorrow. And I will do it again in an hour. I'm going to be all lovey-dovey and gross towards this man every day for the rest of his life, and he can just get over it. And I just heard myself say that. He can get over it. So I just actively (laughs) kind of dissed on myself like it's something that he needs to get over, but it's not. But then I caught myself. It's not something that he needs to get over because he actually really likes it, and he is super accepting of it. And it's one of his favorite things about me and our relationship is my ability to make him feel valued because of my words of affirmation. I am a very vocal person when it comes to like my love and affection because I am one of those who likes words of affirmation. Like I need you to tell me or else I'm going to think a million things. And so I try to give it back that way. And he loves it. And my assumption of him going in a negative route is not fair to him because his reaction is not that way. (laughs) So the biggest takeaway from this is access the vulnerable side of yourself. Let it breathe. Acknowledge that it's fucking hard because we have trained ourselves to protect ourselves. And the way we have trained ourselves to do this is by having a very loud, negative self-talk in our brains about the way others react. 
try to remind yourself it is an imagined reaction in your head. It is an expectation that you placed on somebody else on how they should react. Give them a chance to react accordingly. And even after all of this, even maybe five years down the road where you have acknowledged your issues with vulnerability and your issues with your negative self-talk and you still struggle with being vulnerable, I bet you I will too. And I bet you everybody else listening to this will too because I'm 29. For 29 years, I have done this. And I am just now realizing that I need to unlearn a behavior. It's going to take a long time to unlearn 29 years of negative self-talk, a disconnect with vulnerability, a disconnect with your emotions and your feelings. Give yourself grace. Give yourself the room to make mistakes. Acknowledge your mistakes, set them down, and keep going. Keep going past it. Tomorrow's always another day. You can always try again. Do not wallow. We can be vulnerable. We can be soft. Put your lotion on. Drink your tea. 